This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. MGM with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network. Welcome back. It is the BetQL Network presented by BetMGM. Joe G, J-Rod, Jim Rodriguez with you on a football Friday and joined right now by our next guest, Samantha Praviti, the co-host of Action Network's Fantasy Flex podcast at Samantha NFL on Twitter. Samantha, welcome to the show. And tell us a little bit about the, some of the content you're putting out there in the football season and, and kind of where you look when it comes to player props, fantasy. I mean, it's, it's kind of an interesting weekend because football starting week one, college, NFL next week. But this is kind of that week I think people do their fantasy drafts, like that last week, and you got to get them in now. So take us through a little bit of, of things you look for in fantasy or player props. Sure. Yeah, I definitely have some drafts this weekend, but I I feel like I've been drafting since the season ended. Um, Just the nature of fantasy. I mean, people ask me all the time, like, what do you do during the off season? And I'm like, there is not really that much of an off season. Um, I mean, like right after the, you know, the season ends, we're, we're grinding in the draft. I actually went to the draft, which was super cool. So I did a number of uh, sort of rookie profiles and things like that pre-draft and then sort of analyzing them and their landing spots post-draft for fantasy and just kind of overall analysis. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I mostly cover fantasy football. Uh, I do weekly pieces on the waiver wire, start sit, injury news, things like that. Um, I'll be doing this cool piece called like predict the wire. So like on Fridays, you can like maybe predict who's going to be the hot pick for like the next week and maybe you can get them for cheaper or something like that. Um, but like I said, yeah, lots of rookie coverage. Um, I've been participating in some round tables for like fantasy and betting. Um, and then, yeah, like when I'm doing my process, I'm looking at a lot of different things. Of course, I have this math background. I majored in math. Um, I'm looking at player specific things, team specific things and matchup specific things. Things like uh, the player's own trends and efficiency and usage and things like that. Um, team specific, like coaching and time of possession and game script, of course, these all play into sort of the decisions that I'm making in terms of like saying you should start these guys or I like this prop or whatever. And then, of course, matchup specific things, things like if they're going up against a really tough run defense, um, you know, you might make different decisions. Samantha, is there any like season long props that you think that uh, have value? Anything you're keeping a, a, an eye on, whether it's awards or anything like that? Sure. Um, one of the ones that I like is so I mentioned this on uh, Convince Me, which premiered uh, last night. 
And I'm kind of bummed because it actually, well, it fell 50 yards in the time that I uh, set it versus now, but it's the Najee Harris under 1,100 and a half rushing yards. Obviously, he had a phenomenal rookie campaign. I'm just worried because it is so usage dependent. I mean, he was averaging over 18 attempts per game and that Steelers O-line is still a really massive pain point. Uh, it really hindered him last year. He only had 3.9 yards per attempt, which ranked 40th among qualified rushers. Um, and, and like, you know, either he basically has to play all 17 games to break that total or he has to become more efficient. And um, I'm just concerned about that since, you know, like I said, the Steelers offensive line, not really that exciting. And I'm not sure how great this team is going to be in terms of game scripts that are going to put them in a favorable run position. So taking the under on running back totals is pretty much like the obvious play for me, um, even more so for players that just rely on a lot of volume. Um, not efficiency like Harris. Um, I'm not predicting like a full-on sophomore slump or anything, so I am still taking him in fantasy. But, you know, I think it's dropping because even though the Steelers are saying he's fine with that Lisfranc injury, because he did play in the third preseason game, um, you know, it's it's something to be pretty concerned about, I think, um, anytime a player has a foot injury, but especially running back. Is there a specific market you try to exploit? Like, you know, when you look at the matchups and the numbers and the data, is it DBs versus wide receivers. You know, last year, just a big name that I, I was on Cooper Cup almost every week. I just felt like the way he started, the how much Matthew Stafford targeted him, no one could stop him. It felt like the books took a while to adjust. Like, he's going to have 12 catches a week. He's going to have 100 yards. Like, he's a machine. Do you, when you kind of, when the season starts, where do you look to find your advantages? Is it match show specific? Is it coaching? Is it game script? Like, how, how do you decide, all right, this is the player or two I should be in on this week more than others? Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I'm similar to you where I got on a roll last year about Mac Jones unders and I just kept betting them. And I think it was like eight weeks in a row that he hit like the under on the on his passing yards total. So I'm certainly looking at trends like that um, when I feel like, you know, the books still haven't caught up quite yet that I can still exploit that. I also really like looking at obscure players like really random players on a team i will take the grossest like mercedes lewis or like byron pringle <laughs> receiving yards just because i feel like books have it's so like tuned like tuned in on the bigger players i mean there's certainly still value to be had but then the other stuff i think it's a little bit more obscure and there's certainly I like, I think a lot of margin in, in like on those types of players. So um, that's, that's kind of like where I'm looking. I'm, I'm the one that's uh, watching red zone, sweating a Byron Pringle under receiving. <laughs> I always, I always love, you can always tell when you're in the books, uh, whatever casino you're at, where all of a sudden some random play or some random punt, some random, whoa, <laughs> you know what I mean? that's how you know. <laughs> You do this for a living, right? hundred <laughs> so, percent. Yeah. And nothing like that electric feeling in the book. <laughs> Samantha, you have Robert Woods of the Titans as your fourth best guy to draft or fourth must guy to draft. We, we've talked about it on the show as a potential comeback uh, player of the year. It's at 50 to one. You think you can get back to the Robert Woods that we saw before? Yeah, I mean, okay, he's 30 years old, but last year, let's remember that we were talking about Cooper Cup versus Robert Woods, like in fantasy at least. We were trying mm -hmm. to figure out who, which, and obviously it went one way, and 
Woods got injured and he's come, you know, like I said, he's on the wrong side of 30 here now. But there's a lot of things that I think are going his favor. First of all, that article is mostly players at cost, like ones that I think that are going lower than uh, I would take them. So like uh, he's going as wide receiver 44 and half PPR according to fantasy pros. But, you know, before the, the injuries, one year removed from a wide receiver 12 finish prior to that he had two seasons with over a thousand yards um so like i'm just i'm just saying that at wide receiver 44 i certainly think he's going to pay off especially with maybe like i expect rookie receivers to get a little bit of a slower start like i expect Traylon burks to maybe have a little bit of a slower start so maybe robert woods returns a little bit more earlier season um but in terms of the comeback player of the year odds the last receiver to win it was Keenan Allen. It's it's really just so many quarterbacks, right? It's been uh, all the last four of NQBs and 10 of the last 14. Uh, so I guess like I, I'm not necessarily in on him at 50 to one. Um, I mean, sure, if you want to just like toss a shekel or there on it, but uh, I would probably go more in the, in the quarterback direction and just look at the guys that are kind of listed and see if you think at least one of them will finish like over 500. So like maybe Jameis or Baker, like um, plus uh, plus 800 for Baker. I feel like that could be interesting maybe. Hmm. Sure. Samantha, in that article you wrote about those f- fantasy targets maybe, and, and you said lower in the draft or the value of them, uh, your number one guy was Derek Carr. And I, I think it's so interesting with him because – they had Devontae Adams, and there's some hype there. But I, I look at them in that division. I feel like they're in store for shootouts. And I don't know how many of them are, they're going to win, but I feel like he's going to put up a lot of pass yards. He's 10-1 to 1 right now to have the most regular season passing yards. What do you think about Carr's season? Because I, I, I'm i not sure if the Raiders go back to the playoffs, even though they added talent, but he should put up big numbers this season. A hundred percent. And that's actually one of my favorite season-long ones. I, I kind of feel like it's a little, like, everyone's betting that one, but you know what? I'm on it too. <laughs> um, I, I really like it at 10 to one. He, look, he had the fifth most passing yards last year. I feel like no one seems to care about that. Like no one talks about Derek Carr as this great passer. And I'm not saying that he's Tom Brady or anything like that, but he is in a division where it's going to be a whole bunch of shootouts. He's got way more weapons. And last year, putting up those kind of numbers of like almost 5,000 passing yards, he did that amid major major off off the field drama with john gruden with the loss of henry ruggs now he's got Devonte adams who's an absolute superstar so i think like especially if darren waller can stay healthy like his receiving core it's pretty solid i love hunter Renfro too like i feel like he's a really decent value in fantasy he had a thousand yard season last year so i i mean he's got the the weapons he's obviously got the prowess and he's got a good situation in terms of the division itself. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Sam, we, we found out today that the Titans lost their best edge rusher uh, through an ACL injury. In terms of team's futures, um, anybody you're looking at, what, 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 what are you focusing in on future-wise for, for, for over-under wins for teams in the NFL this year? Sure. I'm going to start with the Panthers and maybe it's a little bit of a homer pick, but I'm going to go over six and a half. Uh, yeah. I mean, they've, they've won five games in each of the last three seasons, which doesn't exactly set the stage for winning at least seven here, but I think it would just be a massive disservice to ignore how dreadful those teams were. They've uh, The Panthers have made really big upgrades this season. Obviously, two of the biggest pain points for them were quarterback and the offensive line, both of which they addressed. Um, since 2019, I mean, like the Panthers have relied on this rotating cast of Sam Darnold, Teddy Bridgewater, Cam Newton, PJ Walker, and Kyle Allen. Um, they they got Baker Mayfield. People kind of forget how banged up he was, but you know, it's like they're ba- like fantasy people are basically predicting that he's going to be worse than last year. And I don't think that's even possible. I mean, he had one arm basically last year, so required surgery. I think he's going to be a lot better. Um, like I said, they made major upgrades to the O-line. They got a left tackle in the first round, E.K. Iquano, and two veterans to fortify that. So, I mean, like, I hope Christian McCaffrey can stay healthy because I have way over-leveraged on Christian McCaffrey in fantasy. <laughs> but um, overall, I just think, like, you know it- – it's a better team, especially if he can stay in the field. Schedule-wise, they play in the NFC South, play the Falcons twice. Like They have the Browns in Week 1, Giants in Week 2, Seahawks in Week 14, Lions in Week 16. Like That's six wins to me already. So I, I don't know. I don't think they're going zero to hero. I think they're going to do like the like very fabled Carolina tradition of like not winning enough games to make the playoffs, but winning just enough to lose out on a premium draft pick. <laughs> Yeah, seven wins has been the, like the Panthers when they're not good, they win seven. Like they've had 12 yeah. win seasons in their <laughs> lifetime, seven. I, I, I'm with you on that. I think the Panthers can be over that win total with a, a more professional quarterback. It's always interesting how we overreact early in the season, but there's that leads to some value, right? So, who are right. some players out there that you think, based on schedule, injury, continuity, coaching, maybe we could see a slow start, but then they rebound? Because that's really, I think where you could find value in a league, like waiver wire or whatever, trade market, who, who's someone or a team, player or a team you think could start slow, but you think they pick it up as the year goes on? Sure. I mean, I think a lot of this year's rookie class is just so talented. And I think, like I said, with the receivers, even to an extent, like the running backs too, like they could really get a slow start. And fantasy managers in general are, people in general are just very reactionary, like you said. And it's easy for people to just like give up on someone. Like Drake London starts out, has a bad game, and like people are dropping him in week one. And that's obviously foolish. Like he's a perfect example of a guy that's Coming off of an injury, obviously didn't participate at the combine because he broke his ankle, uh, I believe, right like halfway through last season. I feel like he could get a slow star. Of course, it's not that great of a team, but we've seen plenty of receivers put up good points on a on a bad team. Um, yeah, some other guys. I mean, guys like. I don't know, uh, DK Metcalf, very undervalued, I feel like at this point, like, he's a guy that is obviously so talented and been a workhorse for fantasy, but 
people are really dropping. I mean, I feel like he fell to like wide receiver 24 in a draft I recently did, which is really low for a guy like that. Now I get it. I, I totally get it. It's a, it's a dumpster fire in Seattle. They could be a, easily a bottom five offense in this league, but we saw him perform with Geno Smith and like a bad Russell Wilson last year who was injured. So like to me, Whatever they're going to put out there, I think that it's going to be at least comparable to what he had last year. So, I, I mean, he feels like a, a definitely good a good value play. Other guys like Sky Moore, uh, I mean, I mentioned the, the regular receivers, but Sky Moore for sure is a guy that I have my eye on because he's catching passes from Patrick Mahomes. Like that's automatic value. It's no, you don't like him. Oh no, no! I, I, you know, for for me, for me, but the way I look at it is, is I was more like, man, why? Where do you think we can go from that? And 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 it's it's a it's a perspective where I'm not big into fantasy, so I'm always sure. just trying to be like, uh huh, uh huh, and and because I, I, to me, it's it's all Greek, it's all Greek. <laughs> so, so how what would no, you I, recommend for me in about sixty seconds? How, how to for for a guy who's not into his fantasy to. Give me the Cliff Notes version. Like, is, is it quarterbacks? Because I don't think I would. I would want to draft a running back, right? Um, what, what do you mean, like draft a running back at all? Like, well, like first round or, or that sort of stuff. Oh, I'm definitely going robust RB. Um, I think that there are just so few guys in this league that have a workhorse role, an unchallenged type role that are going to get that that ton of carries and everything like that. So I think it's worth it to invest in a blue chip type guy, um, especially if you have an earlier pick in the draft. So, um, I mean, yeah, it's, it's all about how you choose to build your roster and there's lots of ways to do it. So, um, you know, you can go zero RB and still win your league. You can draft a tight end of the first round and still win your league. So lots of ways to make a winning team. Nice. Great, great stuff. Samantha, we appreciate it. Samantha Braviti, co-host of the Action Network's Fantasy Flex podcast. Check it out. Samantha, we appreciate hopping on and uh, enjoy the start of football season. Thank you. Thank you. There she goes. We got more baseball and football coming up next on the Becky Well Network.